Good afternoon and welcome to Lifestyle Series with Kevin, the International Leadership Coach, Facilitator, Trainer, where we add value to people's lives. And the show happens every week on ebizradio.com. You can catch the Lunchtime Series on all major podcast channels. And today we have a wonderful, interesting guest joining us, as always, uh, um, South African-born businesswoman with 25-year track record and uh, specializes in brand management and strategic commercial relationship building. Please welcome to the show, Shireen Hunter. Hello, Shireen. How are you doing? Hi, Kevin. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, well, thank you for joining us. I, I mean, like we, 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 you and I, uh, we obviously, um, we, we're those go-getters of, of, of South Africa because we, we chatted yesterday. <laughs> we're recording it today. <laughs> it's like, let's not waste time. Let's get it done. I like, I like that approach. But Shireen, to kick it off and just to, uh, you know, to preface uh, today's conversation, don't you want to tell us more about who you are uh, and sort of just flesh that out for us? But And then from that, moving into what it is we are going to talk about, because what we are going to talk about, I'm quite excited about. And I think a lot of people out there really want to hear this uh, and really want to learn from it. Absolutely. So, I mean, what I do for a living is what I absolutely love and am passionate about, Kevin. I'm a brand builder, um, as you say, South African born and bred, and I've been in the same space for the last 25 years. And I think, you know, therein lies a little bit of the secret sauce. Uh, you know, you stick to what it is that you're good at. You stick to what it is that you love doing. So I have two agencies. Um, I was the founding member of both of those agencies. One is Hunter Group which largely deals with a lot of South African brands. And then in the last uh, two years, was the founding member of African Brand Architects, which is an agency that is better positioned to deal with brands outside of South African borders, but who want a footprint in Africa. And uh, so what I do is I take a look at a brand or a business, helicopter view, all aspects of it, and uh, have a look at where the gaps are and where the opportunities are for development and then map a way into the future that really hopefully gives that brand some gravitas and some momentum. That is, is uh, really, that's really uh, interesting because uh, have, have, is that something you come across uh, that, that, that a lot of brands in South Africa really want to uh, sort of start doing? I mean, considering the pandemic, considering where we've come from, considering all that's happened in the last couple of years, um, you know, I think a lot of people, first of all, they don't, they don't know anything about, uh, mo you know, moving beyond their borders. Um, and, you know, how, like, how did you come about that? And how do you, how are you finding the, the business out there? Absolutely. So I think one of the big things is uh, the reason that people don't move beyond borders is, I think, uh, you know, fear of uncertainty, not really knowing how to reach across the border. Uh, and I'm speaking specifically now to budding uh, entrepreneurs or SMEs, people who've established a business, taken it up to a certain point, but then are not really sure tactically how to engage in terms of international commerce. So I think that's partly what holds people back. How I started, and it's, it's an interesting story, I got an email on a Sunday afternoon. It was purely uh, serendipity. I believe the stars align for you when the timing is right. Yeah. Uh, we had just gone into lockdown, um, and I got an email from a client saying, I need a quote, um, and they gave me a brief. The brief was very vague. 
Um, and because we were on lockdown and I had the time to spare, because I don't normally address our incoming uh, email leads through my business, I have other people doing it, I was able to see through the brief that something wasn't sitting exactly right on this brief. Yeah. Uh, took yeah. the time and trouble on a Sunday afternoon to make a phone call. Um, ended up in a conversation with the client who I then came to learn was based in another country um, and, and developed a relationship over the telephone, proceeded then onto Zoom calls, was able to really flesh out that brief and then started what was a two-year relationship virtually um, doing work in South Africa for the client who was uh, you know, outside of South Africa. And that's how the conversation started. And I think... You know, once you land in another country with a relationship, and I, I page a huge amount of emphasis on relationships, then you are able to then develop a network in whichever country that is. Um, obviously, depending on who it is that you connect with, but for me, it was that person. And through that person or that client, since then, it's been a rolling snowball because through that client, I've been referred to other clients um, and built up a really amazing international network over a period of two years. So what do you think is the, the, the key sort of driver behind people not actually kind of going, you know, like, yeah, I want to build an international business. Um, what do you think is, is, a, is, a, is a, lack of, a lack of knowledge? Um, uh, is it, you know, self-confidence in, in doing it? Um, do they not have the right systems in place? What do you think is, is part of the problem? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it, it, you almost have to say it's a given in terms of systems because I think international business requires different systems and that you have to develop as you go along. But I would say probably the single biggest hindrance is not understanding how easy it is because it's actually not as difficult as what people think. So the perception is a hindrance. Um, and second of all, not having relationships outside of your country. You know, if you're going to limit yourself to business relationships or even conversations strictly within the parameters of your country, obviously you're never going to be faced with international opportunity. So I think there is a there is a level of responsibility in terms of reaching out to people in other countries. And now it's so easy with everything being so virtual, it is so much easier now to to find somebody on LinkedIn or to find somebody on Facebook or whichever social uh, media platform it is that you are, you know, visible on, and just reach out to that person through a direct message, you know, if they're in the same industry as you or possibly look like they could be a prospective customer and start the conversation. Um, I'm always amazed at how open and how willing people are to actually respond to those messages. Um, and then there's a responsibility on you to follow through with that conversation. Because often what happens is two people greet each other. Hi, how are you? I'd love to get to know more about you. And then it stops yeah. there. Um, yeah. And so that follow through, I think, is really important. But honestly, I think it's as simple as starting those conversations in the country that you could see yourself possibly working in and, and start building relationships and connections within that country. It's amazing I, because essentially, uh, you know, it's it's I've tried that, that as a strategy, but I think it's possibly just you know more follow through, more follow through, more follow through. Do you think that um, uh, that's probably one of the key sort of entry points into doing this is uh, building relationships? Absolutely, I think follow through is definitely a huge part of it. 
Um, and I also think patience. You know, it took me, I think it was 18 months of conversation with a stakeholder in another country before I physically went to that country and had a face-to-face -face meeting. Uh, yeah. what, what, what was then my client. So I think because there's the elements of distance between you and your prospective client, or even if it is a client, I think you just have to be patient with the process in terms of how long it takes. The uptake is longer, possibly on virtual, but um, it's the patience in pursuing that relationship. Yeah. So, uh, you know, to, to, to ask the second question, um, uh, name a couple of things, can you name a couple of things that people must be prepared to do if they want to trade beyond borders? And I think there's, uh, this is also where people are, uh, you know, um, apprehensive about moving forward and, and using this and taking this as an opportunity purely based on, uh, you know, know-how systems, things that are not in place. Uh, how do you do international transfer? How do you secure, you know, uh, payment and, 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 and. What are, what are these things that people people need to do and be prepared to be able to trade beyond borders? You know, the first thing I think you, you need to be prepared to do in the longer term, maybe not initially, is travel. Uh, because although you can start a virtual relationship, I think at some point you probably will need to travel to whichever country it is that you are doing business in. And that sounds like a very obvious um, remedy, but there are a lot of people who want to do business internationally, but who don't want to travel. And I think, you know, there's a level of naivety in that. You know, yeah. one of you is going to have to travel at some point if that business becomes substantial enough. And with travel comes investment, Kevin. So I think the second thing that you must be prepared to do is lay out money uh, and invest in that relationship financially. Um, it, it does place a greater demand on you in terms of investment than just generating business locally within your community. So obviously an airplane ticket to fly to the US or to Dubai or that costs money. And you must be, you know, you must be able to service that kind of relationship. Um, with regards to payments and uh, receipting payments, it's actually much simpler than what you think. You know, I've been a long-standing client with F&B, I think probably as long as what I've been in business. I made a telephone call to my private banker and they were very helpful in helping me set up a global uh -huh. business account linked to my current business account and that's how my clients pay me in any currency. So uh, it took a telephone conversation, you know, over the over the telephone with my, uh, my banker and not it didn't take more than I think two or three days to open the global business account uh, through which I can transact. So it's actually not as difficult as you think if you are compliant in a South African context in terms of your SIPSI registration and your bank accounts and you know all the checks and balances that make your legitimate business. Actually, receiving money into South Africa is not that difficult. Ah. And I think that's one of the questions, right? And uh, one of the things that people are apprehensive about. And um, uh, and you know, from from a coach's perspective, you know, the the first little bit of doubt that you have about this thing that you want to do is the quickest way to debilitate, uh, you know, the future potential growth of what could come from this, right? Absolutely. Um, so I, I mean, I, I love that. And do you think that there's a certain amount of um, uh, credibility that you would first have to have substantiated within your within your country, um, or do you think you know it's you know if someone wants to kind of start doing it right now, they can do it right now? 
You know, I, I, I want to respond to two of your points. The first is that you are 100% correct when you say, you know, the first a, a bit of doubt and you can think yourself out of a wonderful idea. And I have, I brand products and say don't overthink it. Because I think sometimes we spend so much time thinking about why it won't work and why we shouldn't do it and what could go wrong that actually we do. We paralyze ourselves. Instead of taking those first few steps forward in faith, and actually trying to find out, you know, how easy or difficult it is. We think and talk ourselves out of really good ideas sometimes, which often you find a year, two, three years down the line, somebody else is doing it. And you think, oh, well, I thought about that. I should have done that. But, you know, it never materialized. So yeah. I, think, I think, you know, if, in terms of a way forward, one of the things that I would definitely suggest is try it or go and look for the information and then draw a conclusion. Don't draw the conclusion before you've actually done the work and investigated it. Uh, do you need a certain level of credibility in your own country? You know, I think you need a track record, but you can start a business tomorrow and it doesn't have to be a long-standing business. If you're an, an established professional and let's say, for example, you've been working in corporates or you have, you know, you have evidence of good track record, but tomorrow you want to start a business. I mean, that track record would still put you in good standing. A lot of the time when I'm busy working overseas as a consultant, they make very little reference to the company that I'm from. And they actually, the, the credibility is me in my personal capacity. So in the space that I move, people know Shireen Hunter. And actually, just by the way, she happens to be the owner of this company or the owner of that company. So, you know, I don't think you need to have a company that has to be established for 10 years. No, I think you can on your own merits, if you are a professional person and if you have some evidence, you know, of good track record, I think you can quite easily go into a new market um, and be able to market yourself as a brand and not necessarily marketing a company. Yeah. No, I mean, and then that's why I'm asking this question because I think that's, that's again, it's a, it's a wonderful debilitator. Um, and uh, I always had that as a, as a sense of kind of like, why, why would people want to work with you if you're not absolutely successful in your own country? Yeah. Um, you know, I've had that, 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 that personal self-doubt. Um, I mean, I don't have it anymore and yeah. I'm happily, I'm over that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, uh, but I think so it's, it's, it's maybe it's, something it's, I'll share with you, Kevin, that'll be interesting yeah. to you. You know, I was at a, a conference in Dubai um, just last week and I got Really, it was a privilege to interview the president of Ethos Asset Management, uh, gentleman, wow. 27 years old, <laughs> 27 years old, and he's the Goodness. president of one of the biggest investment companies in the world. They're investing billions of dollars globally. Sure. Yeah. And I got to interview him and, and I asked him a question because we uh, the following day we're going to have a number of companies coming from Africa pitching for investment at the summit. And so I thought, you know, let's, let's lay a little bit of a foundation for that. And I asked him, I said, how when you are making a decision as an investor about who's going to get the invest, you know, qualify for the investment, obviously – in terms of compliances, all the checks and balances need to be there. You need to have a business, you need to have a business bank account, you know, all that. But if you take that, let's say there's 10 companies all pitching for investment and they all comply it, what is the differentiating factor? On what basis then do you make a decision in terms of the human element? And I almost fell off my chair, Kevin. He said to me, Shireen, it's 99% confidence. 
it's it will come down to the person who stands in front of you who is the most passionate and persuasive about what it is that they are doing it will yeah. come down to that and you know for me it was a huge eye opener because i did not think to that degree um, you would persuade people to do business with you so if you take it for for people like you and i kevin who are consultants uh, in professional service space you know on credentials you know it's probably quite an equal playing field we've all got experience mm -hmm. we all have an education we've all got you know a client portfolio it's going to come down to who gets on the airplane who takes that trip to dubai who has the most confidence in the room shaking hands introducing themselves and actually just stepping into that space who will ultimately walk away with a prize so yeah. I do a lot of talking at the moment, encouraging people, and I just, one word, move, you know, move towards the thing that you want, um, because at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. And I mean, there we have it, in Dubai, commercial capital in the world, president of one of the biggest investment companies saying, attitude and confidence, it's your approach, coming forward, reaching out, that's what it comes down to. And, uh, and I think that is a great equalizer for us as people to know that, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you putting yourself at the right table with the right people and being confident in what it is that you have to offer. I, yeah, I love that you say that because uh, for me, when I, you know, especially when I'm doing coaching, you know, part of, part of what people, what, what hold people back, uh, you know, from a limiting belief, um, uh, it might be a limiting belief, it might just be habit formed might be um, a fear of something um, is just taking the action and the fear of failure. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that's not afraid to fail. Yeah. I'll literally get on the plane and kind of go, okay, cool. I did all of that and it, it didn't work. I'm like, yeah. okay, so, well, what's the next best thing? What's the next best step here? And I think to your point, I think that is, that, that is spot on. I, I, <laughs> I love that as advice and um, just encourage people to action, action, action. You know, there's so many, uh, great speakers out there in the world that say exactly the same thing um the world is just waiting for people to take action to their lives and the more you take action to it the more the world actually responds um and uh, you know i i'm currently i i, I was I, I got some really good news yesterday and i'm and i thought to myself wow it's, it's i'm yeah I, I, I was at a point going um i would like to just want to just shout it at the top of the you know, <laughs> at the top of my voice kind of telling everybody and like you won't believe what just happened um, but it's not because I was special or, and maybe I am special, but, um, but I, but I believe in that action, take action, take action and, and just get it done. Right. Get it done. Yeah. Um, I, cause my next question is what do you attribute your success to? Because uh, I mean, you're, you're here proof in the pudding, right? You're, you're yeah. someone that's South African based. You were in COVID, you were, you, you were struggling in COVID uh, like everyone else and suddenly you had a boom based on the fact that you went internationally and started doing international business you're, you're proof of the pudding so what do you attribute success and, and you know being a global businesswoman yeah I mean it's amazing when I think about it now it's almost unbelievable and I can't believe how quickly it happened but you know if I had to drill it down um, I would probably say one of the biggest things is courage, Kevin. I'm not afraid. Um, if you say you're not afraid to fail, I'm actually not afraid of much. I'm not afraid of failing. I'm not afraid of people. 
um, I sit next to people all the time that that are streaks ahead of me on an international stage. But you know, at the end of the day, they're still just people. And I always look at them and think, well, what's the difference between the people sitting in the front row of this auditorium or in the summit and anybody else sitting at home watching TV is just courage at the end of the day. And building up that courage within yourself to be able to say, well, I've got nothing to lose, you know, um, because even if you left that summit, you, you would walk away with so much information, uh, the starting points of different relationships. So I think courage for me is a huge, a huge thing. I have a lot of faith. I'm a very spiritual person. So that's my anchor. Um, I must say, I'm a, I believe in self-talk. I believe in teaching and learning as a lifelong journey. Um, and I suppose at the end of the day, when you look back, I've read hundreds of books and listened to hundreds of books and all of that information goes somewhere. The conversations that I've had with world leaders and amazing business people, it's all gone in, in terms of my programming and that's what sits in your subconscious. So, you know, I'm, I'm continuously feeding myself with knowledge and information and insights and, and that over time, I suppose, bears some fruit. I love that. Um, you know, one of um, I think one of Oprah mentioned that one of her favorite things to do is just you know just to read a book, right? It's yeah. it's the best place that um that you can that you can grow and learn information. So, um, I I absolutely Shireen. So if you could leave us with five five really you know takeaway uh, tips on where do we start? So what do we do? Like how do we start this journey? How do we start putting ourselves out there? Like, what are, what are the five tips you can share with us? Well, I suppose as a starting point, if you want to do international business, within your network, you already can identify people that are doing that. So the starting point, if you know nobody else and you don't know where to start, is to reach out to people who are doing what it is that you want to do. So as a South African woman, for example, identify other South African women that are in your network and reach out to them and say, how did you cross that bridge? Who are you collaborating with? Who opened the door for you? So reach out, number one. Number two, move yourself. Be prepared to move because it's not going to come to you. You are going to have to move yourself towards the goal that you want. Number three, be sober-minded about the fact that you're going to have to invest in yourself and your business financially. Uh, it, it is a greater demand, so be realistic about that. And you know, if you don't have the money available, then it's something that you need to work towards, but you need to be able to afford that ticket or the hotel or the visa cost or whatever it is. I think yeah. number four is um, not being afraid of other people. We're all people, Kevin. We are all just that. And regardless of somebody's title or what success they've had, at the end of the day, they are just that. And I think we need to, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a role model or having somebody that you aspire to be like, but I think there's a real danger in idolizing people and thinking you're not good enough to get to where they are at. Because at the highest levels of business in the world now, um, everybody's the same. They have the same fears, the same nerves when they go on stage, the same everything. In fact, I was standing next to a prince just recently, and it was so funny because I was right next to him and he was holding a piece of paper and I don't have one now, but he was literally shaking. And, you know, I smiled to myself because I thought he's just He's got nerves. He's getting nerves. He gets anxious like everybody else. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what it's about. So I think there's a real danger in putting people too far above yeah. who you think you are. And that brings me to the final point is identity. Who do you think you are? Because 
nobody will go beyond what they believe. Wherever you are today, you have gone as far as you believe that you can. And so there's a huge responsibility on us to stretch our imaginations and to, to get beyond our communities to see what else is being done. Because when you come back into your community, you come back with a completely different mindset. I'm so glad that that's your last point. You know, from a coaching perspective, it's something I teach, you know, nobody functions over and beyond their own self-image. You know, like okay. it's one of the things we, we teach. Um, until you're taking care of that, until you're recognizing and reaching for it, um, uh, and I call it reaching because what your brain's really wanting you to do is, is expand, is to be bigger, to be more. Uh, yeah. And, and that, that it speaks to exactly that. Um, Shireen, that, I, I, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm going to be calling you soon. I, I, we need awesome. to, you're in my network now, so we need to have this conversation. And oh, that's great. How do, we, how do we get hold of you? Where do we go? What do we, how do we get hold of you to, to speak to about uh, any of this? Sure. So, I mean, the best way to get hold of me would be on email. And my email address is Shireen, S-H-E-R-E-E-N, at Hunter Group. Uh, .co.za. Drop me a mail, you can start a conversation and see where that goes. Fantastic, absolutely. Guys, if you want to catch Shireen, um, the description, uh, all the information is going to be in the description boxes below. And uh, I encourage you to do this. This is fantastic. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's someone who's already successfully doing it. You can catch this every week uh, on ebizradio.com, guys, uh, around 12 o'clock on the lunchtime series. Shireen, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the advice. Um, I absolutely love that. And I look forward to, to our, next, our next conversation. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you for listening in and for taking it. And I hope it moves people closer to the direction of their dreams. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Just for now. Bye.